Welcome to the Power Trip Morning Show. I don't want to go to a dinner and movie with you. I just want to hook up with you. Uh, certainly not. Welcome to the Bets and Quotes podcast. Hey, if you're looking for accuracy, turn the dial. I just kind of figured out that you have to tuck it into this little pouch. You're listening to the Bets and Quotes podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Smidium. All right, well, I will uh, give any excuse to uh, play a little bit of Bon Jovi there, uh, Born to Be My Baby. But this week, it's especially appropriate. Uh, huge shout out to one of our most ardent listeners, Steve. Uh, congratulations on welcoming Lainey May into the world. Uh, dude, so happy for you. Uh, that is so cool. Um, I It's been a long time since I've had a baby. Smitty, I think it's probably been a long time since you've had one, too. Uh what do you uh, what do you remember about uh, uh, about the, uh, the the early days of fatherhood? So the thing that stands out for me, and yeah, I've got my kids are one's in college and the other one's taller than I am at this point. But the <laughs> thing that I remember is just on a daily basis. Just if if you went away for a weekend, you came back and it was like a whole different kid because they they learned to you know, track your finger as you moved it across their field of vision or when they get older, they're, you know, starting to take their first steps or crawling or just every day is a new adventure. And I'm just so excited for Steve. Like you said, one of our most avid listeners and and also one of our contributors to different sounders and stuff like that. Absolutely. He's our voiceover guy. He tracks the bitch scorecard, Uh, just a, a huge rube and an awesome guy. Um, so congratulations, uh, congratulations on Laney May. That's awesome. All right. Well, um, I thought it was going to be a double congratulations, uh, because I thought we were going to have the first ever 100% perfect mock draft. Um, (laughs) I I got my pick right. Uh, but, uh, Smitty, it just wasn't meant to be as CJ Stroud went second um, and unfortunately, uh, you, you got your pick wrong in our, uh, in our bets and quotes first annual mock draft. Yep. That is true. But we, we can claim that in our mock draft, we are one of the few that only missed one pick in the entire, uh, mock draft. And then also we are one of very few mock drafts that did not have Will Levis going in our first round. Absolutely. No, we, we, we had that called. Absolutely. We knew Will Levis was not going to be a first round pick, uh, you know, and so many other people were trying to, you know, they were putting him in the top 10. They were saying somebody's definitely going to trade back for him in the first round. I mean, yeah, you know, na- you nailed it. We knew that. Um, and we kept Will Levis out of our first round. And, um, so, so sorry, sorry, we missed the pick there. The good news for you is that means you are on the clock for the 2024 bets and quotes <laughs> NFL mock draft. So you will be selecting first next year. Sounds good. Does Tanner Morgan have any more years of eligibility? 
<laughs> I don't believe so. I do believe he inked his deal with the Steelers. So um, unfortunately, it's all over for Tanner. R.I.P. All right. Well, um, we've got um, in our Patreon section, uh, yeah, we're coming up on a major. So next Wednesday, they're going to be doing some uh, power trip golf betting. And we're going to be doing some power trip related golf betting. We are going to open it up to the Patreon crew to uh, to do the power trip style golf bet. We're going to do exactly their rules, um, except we're going to do it at 10% of the price. So instead of a $100 entry, it'll be a $10 entry. Instead of a $25 cut fee, it'll be a $2.50 cut fee. And instead of a you know $25 hole-in-one penalty, it'll be a $2.50 penalty. So we'll follow the exact same rules to keep it simple. It'll just be 10%. Everybody that's a patron is welcome to join. I am going to, I will send an email to your patron accounts sometime this weekend. I'll lay out all the details. I'll have the link in there for the, uh, for the draft meeting. Um, so that you can all join and draft your players. If you can't make it to the draft, you're always welcome to submit a list of, uh, your list, um, in order to me. And then wherever you end up, um, in the draw, I will, uh, I will pick your player for you. Sounds like we've got quite a few people interested. So even though it's only, you know, a $10 entry fee, it could quickly get up into the hundreds of dollars, uh, that someone could win. Hundreds. So, hundreds. So that would, uh, that would be fantastic. But I just thought that would, uh, be a fun thing to do. And then of course we're going to do the happy hour, um, on Sunday of the PGA championship, probably from about three to six ish is what we're thinking right now. And as part of that, uh, Smitty, you like to write questions for in the box, and I think um, I'll be going in the box. So, uh, are, are you going to give me any clues as to what questions you're going to write for me? Of course, I'm not going to. That has to be completely <laughs> blind for for this integrity of the game. All right. Well, uh, just try to avoid the movie Titanic. That's uh, that's that's my only request. <laughs> okay. The, the entire script of the second half is Jack Rose Rose Jack. <laughs> Although, you know, as many times as it gets mentioned in pop culture, I'd probably get at least a couple questions about that movie, right? Even <laughs> though I will never, ever see it. Oh, I should also say, uh, ha- shout out to Lou Cove. Happy 85th birthday as well. Um, our, one of our most dedicated listeners and the twins won today on his birthday. How beautiful is that? That's right. There's our twin scuttlebutt for you, Lou. <laughs> they won just for you, Lou. All right. Here's your bets update. And to be honest, we don't have a ton of bets going out there. Uh, The biggest thing I wanted to highlight was, of course, the Kentucky Derby, which happened last weekend. Um, Kind of an interesting bet the way it ended up going down. Um, All five guys picked two horses. A whole bunch of them got scratched as it was kind of a crazy and sort of sad week at the Kentucky Derby with... Horses getting scratched, horses dying, um, lots of craziness going on. Um, in the end, um, this should come as absolutely no surprise because he's on the heater of his power trip life. Uh, Corey Cove was the winner and pocketed $400 when Mage crossed the finish line just in front of Zach Halverson's horse and the horse that I had bet on to Phil's. Uh, so congratulations to Corey, uh, with the mage win, uh, Smitty, you know, your predecessor, Dave was a gigantic Derby fan and he goes to Canterbury every year for the Kentucky Derby. Um, what, what, what's your level of excitement for the Kentucky Derby? Do you watch it? Do you place any bets on it? Uh, where are you at on the scale? 
I think the Kentucky Derby this year exemplifies the quote, life is less fun when there's no money on the line. <laughs> I had no money on it, so I watched it, but I, I just didn't care. Yeah, it is. You definitely want to have, uh, pardon the pun, a horse in the race. Uh, it makes it <laughs> way more interesting. Um, and I, I was, you know, and, uh, and I, I was watching it with the family and I, I told them who I had bet on and I just did a straight win ticket on two fills and I actually bet it early. And so I actually had uh, two fills at 20 to one. He went off around nine to one. So, you know, I was, I was feeling doubly good about myself. I'm like, Hey, I got double the odds here. And he was, he was in it. It was the, was the uh, leader coming down the, um, as they made the turn to come down the stretch and, then I saw Mage closing the gap, and uh, two fills just didn't have that last burst. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, that was a <laughs> a ticket that went by the wayside. But, yes, the most exciting two minutes in sports, uh, they call it that for a reason. Um, I did win. I will say I did place another bet because one of the sports books had, will any horse beat um, Secretariat's all-time record time? It was minus 6,600, which means you win a dollar for every $66 you bet, which is usually absolutely ridiculous to do. But come on, no one's ever beating Secretariat's record. I mean, that's just never going to happen. So I had to throw some money at that. And so I I did win a little bit back against uh, my losing ticket, but... Uh, yes, don't, don't insult. I, I did it really out of principle. It's like, don't, do not insult Secretariat like that. No one is ever beating that record. So, yeah, man, I rewatched that race, um, running up to it. And what, what an incredible horse that was, you know, obviously the race of a lifetime. Unbelievable. Absolutely. So lots of fun. All right. Well, uh, the next thing we've got, <laughs> the only other, uh, really bet that I need to highlight. Um, doesn't even involve the power trip. Uh, if you haven't, if you, if you listen to noon to three, uh, the common man program, um, they have been betting a lot lately. Now they haven't been betting a lot in terms of dollars, but in terms of just sheer number of bets, uh, commons on a little bit of a, uh, gambling kick here. Um, he would, for a long time, he was notorious for saying, you know, I'm not going to bet on something I have no control over. Uh, and so he would not bet on sports. And for whatever reason, he's kind of come around. Um, he even placed two bets in one hour against Rosie. So, uh, Commons, uh, Commons really turned on. Um, it's hilarious to me because they're betting usually either $12, $12 if Common feels good about the bet and $4 if he doesn't feel good about the bet. So, um, that's kind of the stakes that are involved. And, uh, the bet tonight, I'm hoping we'll be able to do a live score update at some point, but, um, Common has Denver, the Nuggets, to win the series over the Suns. They are currently up three games to two. So if they beat the Suns tonight, uh, Common will cash a $12 bet versus Rosen. So um, kind of sad when um, Dan, the common man Cole, is placing more bets than Christopher Hockey. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, you know, a $12 bet, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's basically a Kaniac bet that the Power Trip makes all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, there were there were quite a few people that responded when I uh, tweeted some of those out and they were kind of mocking the uh, the dollar amounts involved. But, you know, I and and this is one of my honest takes is uh, don't bet shame. You know, everybody's got a different level, you know, the because one of the, the coolest things to me is when, you know, 
people tweet out videos of like circa when you know somebody hits a great shot and the whole sports book goes crazy and everybody loves those videos and they're really cool and guess what when you're watching those videos you have no idea how much all those people have bet on the game the thing is they're invested in that game and whether you're winning five dollars fifty dollars or fifty thousand dollars Everybody that's bet on that game is invested in it. And a lot of times it's really more about, I want to be right. And, you know, I want, it's just that pride of winning the bet sometimes more than even the money. So don't bet shame. Um, that's, that's my advice to everyone. All right. The last thing, um, I want to hit on is just really quick on bet the road team in the NHL. Uh, we're still doing good. We're eight and eight in the second round. Uh, of course, the first round was historic. Uh, you maybe saw my tweet, the most road wins ever by, uh, by, by road teams in the first round of the NHL playoffs. Uh, just could not have gone really any better for me, uh, for, for bet the road team. Um, yeah, we're, we're eight and eight so far in round two, which is good because keep in mind, we're usually getting plus odds. So eight and eight. Um, that means we're winning money. Um, so we're just trying to hold on to, uh, to what was won in the first round, um, and make it through the, so, uh, the, the rest of the way of the playoffs. Um, it'll definitely end up being profitable, but, um, yeah, uh, nothing like the glory that we saw in the first round, um, in the second round, a little bit, um, a little bit less exciting. Um, Smitty, are you watching any of the hockey or are you done now that the wild are out? I, I certainly haven't been watching it as much as I watched when the wild were in it. But um, I, I we also have been texting back and forth, and I suggested a new bet for the NHL playoffs where we, um, once it gets down to the final four, there are exactly eight possible brackets. So if you and I can find six other people who are interested, we could have a little mini uh, bracket playoff bet that we can uh, maybe discuss or put out to the Patreon members. Um but I'm also I'm also curious, bets as as the NHL playoffs progress and you're betting on the home team, do you escalate your your bet as as we get deeper into it, or or is it pretty much the same thing all the way through? Nope, I always I always bet the road team exactly the same dollar amount the whole way. So I just kind of determine my dollar amount when the playoffs start, and then I keep it all the way through so it's consistent. But okay, so um, you're you're yeah, you're almost a guaranteed winner at this point. Yeah, it would, it would have to be something absolutely catastrophic. Like the home teams would basically have to win out the rest of the way for, for me. And that, and I would probably break about even at that point. So it's the first round was just historic this year. It was a whole lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, lots of, uh, yeah. I, and maybe I should, maybe I should think about increasing it. Like, cause honestly, like really you get about eight or 10 games into it and you kind of start to see how it's going to go a little bit. Um, you know, the first eight to 10 games are really, a good trendsetter for it. And so, yeah, maybe, maybe I should have increased at that point, but um, that's been my tradition is I just keep it the same dollar amount the whole way through. So, all right, well, that will do it for the bets update. It is time for three fantastic quotes. And now it's time for the quotes of the week. I'd let Brett Fart be on me. Sure. Ted Bundy's been to the Rose Bowl more recently than the than the Gophers. Because it's hard to bang and play it at the same time. Bang and lung darts whale. All right, for our quotes of the week this week, coming in at number three, 
We've got Mark Rosen with a little commentary on Chad Rabbit's managerial skills. Do you believe that uh, our boss, Chad Abbott, is a manager or a coach? Hmm. It's a nuisance. Oh. <laughs> oh, line of the day. Oh, wow. yep. play, now, I Rosie. disagree completely. Well yeah, we, we don't think that, Rosie. <laughs> That was uh, that was really good. I lo- I love how Chris laughed and then immediately disavowed the quote. Yes, right. We- this does not reflect the views of the Power Trip Morning Show, <laughs> but it is funny, and I am going to laugh. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Coming in at number two for our quotes of the week. This was a fun one. It kind of came out of nowhere. I was listening to the morning show, and all of a sudden, Meat Sauce started talking about Streganona which is a, we, we were talking earlier about Steve's baby. Um, when my kids were small, Streganona was a regular part of our nighttime reading routine. And then all of a sudden, uh, Chris Hockey came off the top rope with this quote. Yeah, she had a magical pasta pot. Yeah. yeah. That's what I call well, it. That explains everything. Of course, <laughs> Jeff read you books about never-ending pasta. Yeah, of course. Then we went to Applebee's. Olive Garden. Both. <laughs> he was still hungry. <laughs> that was genius. See, he has kinder words. He's, he has kinder words. He just said that you have to have a second yeah. meal after never ending pasta. His words hit softer. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. I love it. And I, I love how afterwards it like devolved into this thing where even though Chris Hockey was the one who's making fun, uh, Meat Sauce is like, he he does it in a nicer way than you do, uh, Lizard Lips. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lizard Lips and Beady Eyes is uh, a lot crueler <laughs> with his, uh, his one-liners against Sauce. Wonderful, wonderful. And then, then, of course, with our number one quote, and I got to say, this one is a little bit touchy. I I even hesitated to to post this as a quote of the week nominee because the F word is dropped in this one. But here we go. Hey, remember me? I was the guy that bombed on the Tonight Show. Yeah. It was terrible. Right. I got no laughs, and Jimmy Fallon asked me to leave halfway through my set. That's mean. Yeah. He's never been mean to anybody. Why is Jimmy so mean to you? That's how bad That's it was. That's how bad it was, oh, yeah. No. He bombed yeah. that yeah. bad. <laughs> and Fallon laughs at everything. Don't you? He, well, and Jimmy's like, come on, move on. No, oh. it's Jimmy Fallon. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be the second Fallon to ask you <laughs> to leave. give you uh even odds right now in a caniac i will take that quote to win quote of the year uh versus the field that's that's definitely a top contender and uh, you know i again like i said i feel bad because i know that that that's sometimes a sensitive subject with meat sauce and i think he's a very good sport for playing along when when Corey drops a quote like that but i don't know it was it was pretty darn funny it was, you know, it was just, it was, 
it, it was well timed. The timing was really good on it. And um, yeah, it was funny. And I think now that Sauce is happily married to a fantastic lady that, um, you know, it doesn't, uh, doesn't bite quite as hard as it might have, say, in 2018. Uh, but I don't think that would have been a, uh, uh, something we would have necessarily put on the podcast in 2018. Absolutely. Absolutely. We love, we love Kelly. She's the best. Uh, absolutely is. So, um, well, awesome. Those are awesome quotes. And yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'll be, I'll be very surprised if that doesn't win quote of the year because you got to remember the rubes vote on this. And, um, uh, you know, a, a lot of the rubes, they, they find that sort of humor, uh, very funny. A lot of Creasel's divorce jokes have gone a long way in the tournament. So, uh, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like that's a top contender. Yeah, if Crystal can find a way to combine divorce and losing a limb in the same quote, that's the magic formula. <laughs> that would be untouchable. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the weekly segment of Your Thoughts. Copyright Dark Star. All right. Well, a lot of times we'll play the predictors opens um for uh for some of our bits here, but um we're going to go down memory lane and uh, go back to one of the most prolific predictor segments of all time. Down memory lane we go. All right. So this was back in 2014 when they were still doing the predictors. Uh, there, there was, an, you know, a lot of times on the predictors, hockey would ask them ridiculous things. They would make some funny comments and everybody would move on and nobody would ever write down or remember anything that happened in any of the predictor segments. So, when I came across this one, um, it really stood out to me because not only uh, not only did we get one prediction that was fantastic, we got two that were absolutely fantastic predictions um, all these years later. So uh, we're going to start. I'll start with the second greatest predictors prediction of all time, and that goes to Paul Meatsauce Lambert. One final question for the predictors today. Ladies and gentlemen, it all comes down to this. Will Kevin Love be a Timberwolf by the end of the NBA draft this year? And if not, where will he go? Kevin Love. Sauce. Sauce. I 100% agree with Garzi. He'll be traded to Cleveland for the number one pick because Cleveland will convince that that'll get them LeBron James back and it'll prove that the NBA draft is rigged. (laughs) Boom! So Sauce predicted uh, long before we knew Kevin Love was going to be gone or um, even if he was going to be gone, um, that Kevin Love would end up with the Cleveland Cavaliers and be reunited or be united with LeBron James, who at the time was still in Miami. So Sauce not only got the the, uh, Kevin Love prediction correct, he also nailed that LeBron was heading back to Cleveland. Quite the prediction. That that is really impressive. I don't remember that, but that is that's a plus and incredible that he nailed it to that extent. That's that's wow. Yeah, and I mean there there had been a little bit of speculation, but like I said, there there wasn't even a given that Love was gone at the time, let alone who he was going to. Um, and there had been some talk about maybe LeBron returning to Cleveland potentially, but yeah, it was far from a given. And yeah, so to nail that, that's uh, pretty pretty good. Yet. It's only good enough for second place on the list. Uh, the number one prediction on the predictor segment of all time goes to Corey Cove. This one is a long term prediction. Yes. I need to write this down and save it. Put it in a time capsule touch for four years. Three and a half. 
Super Bowl 52 coming to the Twin Cities mm-hmm. of Minneapolis and St. Paul in 2018. This year, on the date the Super Bowl was played in New York, it was 14 degrees <laughs> in your Twin Cities. Is it really? What will the temperature be? That's warm for our winter, On this too. day. On, on Super Bowl day in 2018. Um, Taste of the NFL will be great. It'll be mm-hmm. fun. In, indoors. <laughs> I th- I, yeah, it'll be great. Yeah. I'm going to say... You're going to say uh, it's going to be two? Two. 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 Yeah. Not 200, just two. I thought you going to ask me two. which team is going to play two. in it. I thought I that was going to be. Uh, sauce? Uh, I don't really understand global warming, so I'm going to say it'll be like 70 hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Sauce going for a little bit of the humor there. The temperature at the kickoff of the Super Bowl in Minneapolis was two degrees. Wow. Exactly two degrees, which, uh, go figure. I mean, that was three and a half years in advance. And, um, of course, Corey was probably going for the bit a little bit, but it was, it, if you remember, it was unseasonably cold, um, for the Super Bowl. You know, normal temperatures would have been normally a little bit higher than that. So, uh, to go rather low versus the, uh, the expected, uh, temperature and to nail it, that's pretty impressive in my book. That is. And, and like you said, he was, Maybe going for the Charlie Buckets uh, bit there, but that's still very impressive to get it nailed to the degree of the temperature. That's crazy. Absolutely. So, and both of, the, like I said, both of those were in the very same segment. So, um, one hell of a predictor segment that took place that day. So, well done, guys. All right. Well, we're going to do rate that impression. Now, Smitty, uh, you have never done rate that impression before. Uh, so I, I thought I'd get you up to speed on how it works a little bit. So I'm going to play, um, the original, um, person or act or whatever it is. Uh, I'm going to play the audio of their, uh, of what they sound like, followed by the Power Trip cast member trying to do the same impression. So I know. I know as accurate and as spot on as some of these impressions are, sometimes that gets a little bit confusing. So, um, so I just want to make sure that you're clear. The, uh, the first soundbite you'll hear is the actual real person. And the second soundbite is the power trip, uh, cast member doing the impression. Is that, uh, is that clear? Does that make sense how we're doing that? That, that does make sense, but I'm curious. Am I rating this on a scale of zero to five meat ropes or what, what's our scale here? Well, you're the guest, so you know. I, I think um, I think it's only fair to allow you to uh, to select the scale. Um, we've done meat ropes in the past. We've done dongs. Um, you know, it's it, it's really your call if you want to go with one of the old standards, or maybe you want to throw in an, a new scale of your own. Okay. Well, let me think about that during this first uh, first impression. All right, you got it. Well, our very first impression. Um, I don't think he's ever been on rate that impression before if he has it's maybe only one time it's uh it's a guy that uh that gets outraged at the most random things zach halverson doing his kirk cousins impression you like that you like that yeah you like that you like that so uh <laughs> so zach halverson <laughs> um a little you know, I don't know. I'll give you the first crack at this as the guest, but maybe maybe a little less emotional from Zach. I don't know. Yeah, it, it was. It, it's almost like it wasn't even an impression. It was just a soundbite of a quote that sounded similar to something that Kirk Cousins said. 
Um, I guess I'm going to go on a scale of zero to seven Jeff Goldblums. I'm going to go with just two. Just two Jeff Goldblums. Yeah, you know, the the intensity just wasn't there for me. You know, Zach will get, get outraged at, you know, a Coke freestyle machine or the lack of legalized sports betting or marijuana or any number of random things. Um, and, and you'd like to see a little bit more emotion when you're doing one of these impressions. So I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to give it two Jeff Goldblums out of seven. So good to see we're, we're in sync on this. All right. The next one we've got, um, now this one, you know, a little bit, a little bit different. Um, this one is a movie character and it's not even actually a person. It is an alien. And I'm speaking, of course, the movie E.T., um, you know, a, a, a big movie from my childhood. Um, and E.T., uh, learned how to speak in that movie. And Chris Hockey later did, uh, an impression of that. So this is Chris Hockey and E.T. Elliot. Elliot. um, (laughs) I guess I get first crack at this. He sounds like the lady from uh, Monsters, Inc. Uh, The lady that works like behind the counter at Monsters, Inc. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, the. He's got the inflection. He, you know, he, he definitely altered his voice, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it doesn't quite do it for me. I'm going to, you know, a little bit higher than Zach, but I'm, I'm only giving this one, uh, three Jeff Goldblums out of seven. And, and that's kind of crazy because that's exactly the score that I was thinking. He had, he was, he was clearly going for that inflection and that tone. I don't know if he nailed it very well, but it, it wasn't just the accidental impression that we that we just heard from Zach. So three out of seven Jeff Goldblums. All right. Well, hey, you uh, you and I, great minds think alike here. Uh, we will move on to number three, which uh, this is a recent one. Um, you know, we had already been playing to do this bit, and then the schedule kind of got thrown off with the NFL draft a little bit. Um, so this was actually going to be the day of that we were recording, but now it's a couple weeks old, but... Um, thought it was worthwhile to include. Um, this is Meat Sauce doing Lars Ulrich. They had uh, the Momatra and and a very, uh, you know, from the national radio and and everybody was very supportive. This is Lars. Yeah. We're really tired of Napster. <laughs> um. <laughs> I unfortunately wasn't able to grab much more than that clip because uh, Chris and Corey were completely talking over all the other ones. But uh, I think I think that was pretty clear uh, of what Sauce did. Uh, Smitty, you get first crack at this one. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a little disappointed that you didn't have a clip of Lars just saying, "Hi, I'm Lars from Metallica." <laughs> That's one of the best things about Sauce's impressions is he reminds you. <laughs> Who he is all the time. Hockey does that sometimes, but Sauce especially. It's always, yes, this is so-and-so from so-and-so. Yeah, uh, that that was very solid. I'm going to go with a, a solid five Jeff Goldblums, five out of seven. I it, I, I, I think his inflection's very good. Um, to, to go any higher than five, you would have to branch out and, and come up with more creative material. But uh, just, you know, this is who I am. This is my band. Five out of seven. And I'm going to say, and maybe, maybe this is just me, you know, having maybe slightly lower expectations of sauce and his impressions. I, you know, the, maybe, and maybe I'm grading sauce on a curve here, but I, I'm going six because I agree. He gets dinged uh, just a little bit, 
but um yeah i i i i was impressed the inflection was there you know it was it was a very similar sound um so i'm going six there for sauce uh, very well done all right our last two that we've got are both singing so uh a little bit different because a lot of times our, our impressions they're they're just talking or you know they're trying to sound like the person um these are singing ones and believe it or not the first one is mark rosen This is Mark Rosen doing Dave Matthews. You're checking a All right. Well, I, I don't think ants marching, uh, will ever be the same again after hearing that. No, that I don't know if that was Mark Rosen or if that was Tiny Tim. That was one of the worst impressions <laughs> I have ever heard in my life. That gets, that gets, that is lucky to get one out of seven <laughs> Jeff Goldblums from me. <laughs> now I'm going to go the other way just a little bit on this one because I love when they mock Dave Matthews. I've, I've never been a Dave <laughs> Matthews guy. And so I love when they mock Dave Matthews. I feel like that's what Rosie was really trying to do much more so than actually nail the impression. So I, I'm at least, I, I can't go four. I, four would be blasphemy, but I, I am going to go three Jeff Goldblums out of seven for Rosie. Just, uh, just for the mocking nature of that one. Okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> beautiful and for our last one um another musical selection um cory has has done this impression several times but uh he's never done it at the same time so this is a first in rate that impression um it's going to be harder for us to judge because um he's singing on top of the artist this is cory doing shakira <laughs> That's a dead on impression. Here we go, hang on, turn this part up. Rip it. Okay, that um <laughs> is is one of like he he has done Shakira multiple times on the show. I don't recall him ever singing over it quite like that before. Uh holy holy cow. Um uh, I'm gonna go first on this. Uh, the only the only deduction I'm giving Corey is the fact that he didn't have the lyrics nailed. If he had nailed the lyrics, for me, it was seven out of seven. I'm going to give my half point deduction on the lyrics six and a half out of seven for me. Yep, and I I go a solid six out of seven also on this one. I thought his his the throatiness and his his change in tone in the different parts of the song. I thought that was that was the best impression of the night. Definitely, I always love how he refers to her as the best bad singer of all time. So. <laughs> Oh, and he he loves doing that impression, and like he likes doing the throatiness with the uh, the Brian Johnson one too. But it's it's just not as good as Shakira. That for some reason the Shakira is just at a different level. Yep, that uh, that definitely hits different <laughs> for sure. 
predictors. I like big predictors and I cannot lie. You other predictors can't deny. When Rosa walks in with an itty bitty waist and a predictor in your face, you get sprung. Wanna pull up top cause you notice that predictor was stuck. Deep in the jeans he's wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. Oh, Rosen, I wanna oh get with ya. And take your picture. My homeboys tried to warn me, but that predictor you got makes me so horny. <laughs> that is. <laughs> he changed like four words. All right. What have you got for us this week? All right. Well, some quick hits here. Um, number one, great to hear Marnie back on the show. We know yes. she's been going through some stuff and it, she was back and um, she had some heartfelt words, but just her positivity is incredible. And so just just wonderful to hear Marnie back. Absolutely. So glad she's back um, and hopefully um, fully on the road to a full recovery, Marins. Yep, absolutely. And then um, when Lawyer Lambert went in the box, I was pretty impressed with his, with his 9 out of 10. And boy, he was awfully close to a 10 out of 10. I, the, the one that he should have gotten, the, the lawyer question is the one he missed. I'm stunned. Like if you like if you told me he's gonna miss one out of these ten, that's about the last one I would have selected for him to miss. Uh, I'm I'm stunned he missed that one. It would have been cool to see him get ten out of ten. Hey, have we ever seen a ten out of ten in uh, in the box? I think didn't Doctor Zach go ten out of ten? Oh yeah, he, he might have. I think he did. I I'm trying to remember if he actually went ten. He was either nine or ten. It was he was like right there, but um, yeah. Um, that's the only other one. I mean, Lawyer Lambert, um, if, uh, he's either tied for the record or only behind Dr. Zach. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. And then, um, my last quotes notes. This is, this was a big one for me. So, um, if you pay attention to John Bonus on Twitter on Saturday night, I believe this, this previous Saturday night, he had a drunken text about pizza and how to, appropriately cut a pizza so that the pieces that didn't have crust were the same as the pieces that did have crust. And um, I'll admit, I didn't see it on Saturday night, but it made for um, quite a bit of time for me on Saturday, uh, on Sunday morning, excuse me, Sunday morning where I was, um, I busted out some calculus and, and my daughter who is a math major at the U of M uh, was working with me and we, we came up with a good solution, but that was uh, that was a super fun problem. And uh, I don't know if you uh, saw that one, Chuck, but what'd you think? Yeah, no, I, I saw it later because I was um, I was traveling over the weekend, so I was I didn't see Twitter a whole lot on Sunday. But uh, there were a lot of replies and um, comments about it, so um, I did happen to catch it later. Um, so uh, first of all, congratulations uh, for figuring it out and getting the shout out. Secondly, um, most of my math brain is completely absorbed with odds. And so uh, when it comes to like anything outside of like odds, um, yeah, it's best left to you. You're, you're, uh, you're, I mean, you're a math teacher for God's sake. Um, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll leave the, the calculus, the trigonometry, the, the really hard topics to you. Um, I'll figure out what plus 150 means. Yeah, yeah, and and the best part about it was that the there's different levels of the problem where I could give it to my ninth grade geometry students who are just looking at the area of a circle, but then next year when I'm teaching calculus BC, we can do some integrals and all kinds of really cool stuff. So that was a super fun problem. So thanks to Johnny Bonus. 
And if you're ever looking for another uh, math problem for your class, uh, there's definitely some uh, historical odds research that uh, I could throw at them. So just just let me know if you need any more projects for your math class. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. I just have a couple of notes, too. I mentioned I was traveling. I was in Omaha. Um, Omaha is a lovely city. Um, it is. It, it's really a cool place. I mean, it's not that far from Minnesota, really. It's probably like a five hour drive. Um, for most people in Minnesota, um, really cool little town here for me. It's like a two hour and 15 minute drive from my house. So a nice little quick road trip, lots of fun stuff for the kiddo to do. The reason I was going to mention on this because a bunch of you are degenerates. Um, DraftKings has the best geolocation, um, going. Um, I will say that because we were staying at Harris on the Iowa side. I mean, we were probably 200 yards from the border. And um, DraftKings was the only one that would accurately geolocate me, even using the hotel Wi-Fi, which the Wi-Fi knows where it's at. Um, and um, even uh, some of the other sports books were rejecting that. So that's just a little bit of a pro tip there. If you're staying near the border, uh, DraftKings is your friend on that one. Otherwise, uh, tease the other ones. I had to drive a little bit farther, uh, farther into Iowa. So, yeah. Take that for what it's worth. Um, the only other quotes note uh, I had was the NFL draft. Um, I was fortunate enough to go to the NFL draft on Friday. So that was day two. Um, lots of fun. You know, I will say I, I'm sure Minnesota will get it at some point, um, uh, hopefully in the next couple of years. Um, and when they do, I, I would definitely encourage you to attend. They had a lot of cool stuff there. Um, it's really geared towards like kids, you know, maybe ages 15 and under. They had like autograph stations. They had, um, you know, like trading cards that they would hand out. They had a lot of like physical things where you could like kick field goals and do like a 40 yard dash and a high jump, uh, things like that. That was, um, that looked like the kids were really having a lot of fun with that. Uh, and then they had the, you know, in, in the case of the Chiefs, they had the Super Bowl trophies on display. Um, they had a lot of just old jerseys and memorabilia on display. So it just, it was really, really a cool experience. A lot more than just sitting there, um, you know, watching the picks get made. Um, I did stick around for the first few picks of the second round. I knew the Vikings weren't going to be picking anytime soon. So, um, I got the hell out of there right before the Packers were going to pick because I didn't really want to see a Packer mm. get picked. So, um, <laughs> I left like right before that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I got to see the Will Levis, uh, pick cause he was the second one, um, in the draft. So yeah, nothing like watching Roger Goodell, uh, say Will Levis's name. So yeah. We'll, yeah. Uh, that it, it looked really cool from what I saw on TV and lots of activities for the kids to do. I just, I, I wonder if the, if the Vikings do host, you know, where do they put the Super Bowl trophies that they'll have at the time? <laughs> I, I don't know. How that, how the logistics of that work out? Uh, they're going to have to have a very, very big area. That's for sure. Like, uh, yeah, lots of, lots of real estate needed to, uh, to house the trophies. Um, and it was funny too, because like, you know, with having three trophies, well, obviously the Super Bowl tro- four trophy has been around for a long time in Kansas City. And the one that they won, you know, four years ago, that's been around for, you know, a while and people have seen that, but the new one, you know, they just, they, that's only like what, three months old at this point. Um, so they had separate lines. Like you had to get in a line for each one. The lines for the, the two old trophies were like two minutes long and the line for the new trophy was like 35 minutes long. So you definitely understood that. Yeah. Everybody else has seen the old trophies that everybody wanted to see the new trophy. So 
And then, wow, well, just get in the short line and send me a picture, and I'll Photoshop it and make it look like the new one. <laughs> make it look like all three of them. So yeah, perfect. <laughs> so I, I ultimately just did all three because I got in the I got in the long line first, and then I was done with that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I mean, these other two lines are like two minutes long. I might as well do both of them and see them too. So yeah, kind of cool, um, fun experience. Like I said, it was uh, it, it was really cool. I would highly encourage everybody to go. One of my favorite parts too was I walked by where all the TV booths were and you could walk, you know, you could get up fairly close and, um, Schefter Mortensen's booth was kind of like right by where, um, I was watching the draft from and these loud guys from New York were right behind me and they were screaming, Shefty, Shefty, throw it, show us your phone, show us your phones. Cause he's famous for always having multiple phones. And so Schefter goes over to his desk and he grabs like three or four cell phones and holds them up and the guys are yelling and everything. And then, um, one of the guys, one of the other guys, you know, he's like, Hey, Shefty, how's it going, man? And that's, um, Shefty, uh, waved at that point and the guy was standing like right behind me. So I, I got a quick picture. Um, that you maybe saw on Twitter, but it looks like Schefter is looking directly at me and waving. So it was kind of, it was kind of funny. I did, like, yep. I did see that one and you could convince someone that he was, uh, waving at you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was basically a bunch of loudmouths from New York, but it was, it was kind of fun. It was, it's cool to see that, you know, he had a little personality. Uh, meanwhile, Mortensen never turned around. He kept staring straight ahead the whole time, but. Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of the, um, a lot of the TV guys were, you know, they were waving at fans and that cause we were, we were there like right before the draft was getting going. So they weren't really doing a whole lot of the time. So it was, it was pretty cool. So yeah, lots of fun. Um, it probably will not be back in Kansas City in my lifetime. So, um, it was worth going to and uh, yeah, I, I, two thumbs up. Go see it. All right. Well, that will do it for this week's episode. Like I said, we will um, send out all the information about the Patreon uh, PGA Championship golf bet. Oh, before we go, live score update. Uh, yes, common. If you're listening, uh, the Denver Nuggets are up 54 to 36 uh, midway through the second quarter. So 18 point lead common. You're two and a half quarters away from getting 12 crispy dollars from Mark Rosen. So uh, very, <laughs> very exciting times for common, I'm sure. All right. Well, that will do it. Um, yeah. Um, in the meantime, Smitty, where can they find you at? Well, you can find me on Twitter. If you're looking for bad Photoshopping, look at uh, um, at um Smitty on Twitter. And then if you're looking for my Power Trip quotes, at Power Trip quotes, also on Twitter. Beautiful. And I'm, of course, at Power Trip Bets. Thanks, guys, for listening. And we will talk to you in two more weeks. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye now.